real failure was a big one in the beginning. Because what happened to me was, I was 27 years old and I was like miserable. And you know, I just kept trying to figure out what my life was for. You know, because I discovered something that the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you discover why. And at 27, I just hadn't figured out the why. And I walked into a comedy club, October 8th, 1985. First time ever in a comedy club. Didn't even know comedy club existed. I actually went there on a dare. A girl dared me to go to this comedy club because she knew I was funny. I won amateur night that night, October 8th, 1985. I went to work the next day and quit my job. I won $50 and I went to work and quit my job. The day I quit, my boss, as I put my box on his desk and told him I was leaving to be a comedian, he talked me right out of it. He said, Steve, you're not even funny. He said, I've never heard you say anything funny since you've worked here. I've been selling insurance for two years. He said, are you kidding me? You've got a family. You put that stuff back on your desk and I'll give you your job back. But don't you ever come in here again with something ridiculous. You're gonna be a comedian. I took all my back to my desk and put that back on my desk. Dude named Russell Middlebrooks came up to me and said, hey, Harv, I thought you was quitting today, man. I said, no, nah. I talked to Tom and he told me I wasn't funny. He said, he don't know you. He said, dog, you the funniest dude I know. He said, man, I said, and then he looked at me, he was so hurt. He said, damn, dog, I told everybody you was leaving today. He said, man, I can't believe he let you letting that tell you what to do. And he swole me back up because I had been deflated. And I took that box right back in and I said, Tom, Hey man, I'm really funny, I'm gonna make it. He said, I'll tell you what, you leave out this door, don't ever come back in here again. So I tried to shake his hand, I said, I'm not shaking your hand. He said, you're making a huge mistake leaving your family out like this. He was right, I became homeless. I made a big mistake. I became homeless, I lived in a car for three years. Probably about 20 years after that, he was at a show. And he said, I came to the show, I saw this Steve Harvey. He said, I couldn't believe it was you. He was backstage, he said, oh my God, I always knew you were gonna make it. But that was, overcoming that was my biggest. And then none of my family believed in me. The only family member I had that thought it was a good idea was my father. Cause my father was really funny. He just grew up in a time for blacks that was very different. And uh, he just said, son, if you think you can make it, get on out there and get discovered. My father was born in 1914. It wasn't good. My grandfather was a slave. My grandfather was born into slavery. My grandfather was a slave till he was 12. So my background of people becoming successful was like, and my dad was the only one believed in me. Everybody else told me no. Laughed at me, all kind of shit. When you're going through stuff like that, man, it's pretty easy. I almost gave up. You know, everybody has a turn back moment. I almost gave up a couple of times because it got pretty hard for me. I was going to ask my father, could I come home and stay there for three months and get a job? Because my father had a rule for all the boys. Once you leave the house, you can't come back. He, he was pretty strong with that rule. The girls could come back home anytime they wanted to. The boys, you can't come back here. So 
calling him and asking him, could I come home was pretty tough. And then I got a phone call. I, you know, remember back in the day, you all, you, you had an answer machine and you could press in the code and you could play your messages back. I was about to give up and I pressed the code one day and uh, it was a guy named Chuck Sutton from Showtime at the Apollo. And he said, hey, we got a gig for you Sunday night. If you can get here, uh, we'll put you on TV Sunday night. It was a Thursday, I'm in Florida. I got $35, I'm homeless, I'm fitting to give up. And uh, I didn't have enough money to get to New York. And I sat there and I started crying on the side of the road, man. I said, man, I finally get my shot to be on TV and I can't even get there. So I, I sat there when I got through crying, I said, man, let me call back and see if he said this Sunday. So I picked up the phone and I dialed again and they said, yeah, this Sunday. And I got ready to hang up, but another message had come through since. And it said, doop, it said, Steve Harvey, this is Tom Sobel from the Comedy Caravan. If you're anywhere close to Jacksonville, Florida, if you can get there Friday night, I got 150 bucks for you. I'm in Pensacola. So I jump in the car, I got 35 bucks. I drive to, to uh, uh, Jacksonville, Florida at the punchline. I do the gig Friday night, they give me $150. I did so good, the guy asked me to stay over Saturday night. He paid me 100, another 150, I got $300. I'm back, family. Hope that you missed me over these past couple days. Wanted to take some time off just to enjoy the holidays. But I'm back with another banger. In today's episode, The three impact secret value points that you will get out of today's episode is how to reset, how to hit the reset button. Value point number two, your faith will be tested. And value point number three, day by day approach to your life goals and purpose. If you're new to the impact secret podcast show, welcome to the family. To my existing family, thank you for joining. Now, normally, family, on this podcast show, I talk about the different areas from entrepreneurship to faith to marketing. But I made it a decision to I made it a decision to really just stick to what I've been pumping a lot of content out of, and that's personal development. So going forward, family, we're going to intertwine, of course, the entrepreneurship and marketing and, and faith and everything together. But Really, this show is really about the mindset. And the reason why I say this is about the mindset, because the more and more I understand about the great ones, the ones that I study, the ones that I learn the most from, they always come back and say it was my mindset. It wasn't that I was better than anyone else. I wasn't that I had more gifts and talents. It was my mindset. So that's why today's episode is entitled The Turn Back Moments of Life. What is going to be different in your 2021? Again, the turn back moments of life. What is, what is going to be your different? What's going to be different for you in 2021? Family, it's, 
it's so much here that I can, I mean, I could go in on and on and, but I want to make sure that there's really some good context here because what I find out a lot of times we get, we say that we're tired every year around the end of December or near the middle or beginning. We say, Ooh, I can't wait for the new year to start. Or, ooh, I can't wait so I can put this plan in place for the new year that I, I've, you know, I'm going to get it all, everything else that I, I know I shouldn't be doing out my system and then I'm going to get started. But see, family, I, I got to thinking a little bit because just like you, I, I, uh, I find myself guilty of traveling down that same road and, it, and it, it's becoming exhausting. It's becoming exhausting because I'm tired of my slogans. Oh, wait, excuse me. I'm tired of hearing the slogans. You know, the slogans 2021 It's going to be my year, baby. 2021 renewed commitment. 2021 watch how things change. We do this every year to ourselves. We come up with what we call New Year's resolutions. We put together our boards, our goals. I remember one day I had a conversation with a a gentleman that worked in the gym. And I asked him, I said, If you don't mind me asking, when is the biggest influx of customers that you have? And then when do you normally see the, the drop off? He says, around December, we get a lot of influx as far as people signing up for the, 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 the um, upcoming month, which is January. And when they sign up, we just because we've watched how the decline has you know, come and play. We we assign them a trainer free for thirty days, and in assigning this trainer, the goal is is not the actual work itself; is just showing up at the gym and creating that commitment type aspect of things. He says, by the time February hits, or maybe the last week in January. Most of the time, the same crowded, like how, how the gym would be crowded, it just drops dr dramatically because people stop. And I asked, I said, so why do you think people stop? They made a commitment. They said, I'm going to get in shape. They bought the clothes, the shoes, the headphones. They got all their music, their, their personal development, everything that they have at their fingertips. What stops them? And he said, in my humble opinion, he said, the reason why I think people stop is not because they don't want it. Or it's not even that they don't even want it bad enough. It's the fact that the required commitment to coming when you don't even want to be there. And then you finding a way to talk yourself out of it. 
And I started, I started smiling and he said, what are you smiling about? I said, well, I said, you know, what's so funny. I, I remember when I first got a gym membership and what I got by gym membership, because I played a lot of, you know, pickup ball, I, I enjoyed coming every day just to play ball. But I noticed a drop off when I allowed other things to get in the way. And what I mean by that is, is I started working later. And then the later that I worked, I didn't have time for me. Then I started doing this activity and then it started taking away from time for me. And the time for me, meaning that to work on my health, to be a better person. And sometimes I just went home because I wanted to watch this particular show or it was cold outside or it was raining. I was like, ah. And I noticed that those gym clothes sat in the the trunk. One week went by. And I said, oh, I'll start next week, Monday. I, I got this next week, Monday. That's me. Monday came and I was like, oh, you know, I'm not really feeling, you, you know what? I will go Wednesday because I don't want to break up Monday, Wednesday. I'm going Wednesday. And then finally, I no longer had to talk myself out of not going to the gym. I just completely stopped going. So the fight that was going on between me wanting to go and not wanting to go, of course, you see the not wanting to go one because of the fact of I no longer made it a priority or a requirement of my life. And see, I used to think, and I'm still on the fence about it, just to be clear and honest, that beating ourselves up or holding ourselves to accountability that sometimes it doesn't make sense as far as like we're pushing ourselves too hard is wrong. But now I'm starting to realize, yes, what's wrong is, is the fact that we shouldn't have to beat ourselves up. We should be able to promote ourselves. But when we're beating ourselves up emotionally, that to, I've, I've, I've understood that that is a opportunity to keep fighting. That is an opportunity to keep going forward. That is an opportunity to continue to grow. That's why we feel that frustration because we know we should be doing more. We feel that pain because we know that we probably spent some time on an activity that if we would have took that time and put it towards something that is going to be of value, something that's going to be towards our purpose, something that's going to be towards our goals. Huh? You see, I've come to realize that the more you want out of life, the more requirement is required. That makes any sense. I started doing some research on great players. So I went and looked at the NBA draft of when Kobe was in the draft and it was some really great players. And I really wasn't looking at the positioning of when people were picked. I was really looking at the years they stay committed because this is a question or questions I am, I am researching and I'm going after because I'm thinking to myself, if, if I can model after that, 
how much more success I would have. And what I mean is, how was Kobe able to stay 18 years in the league when others were not? What what separated him from the 18 years? Now, I remember I remember him um, in an interview one day. And he said something like, and I'm going to paraphrase in so many words, he was talking about how in life, when we put in the work and we get what we want, now that we got this thing that we wanted, we wanted, you know, to be the number one salesperson, or we wanted to be, we wanted to get promoted to this new position, or we wanted to create this new business. And we did. But now what? What challenges you every day to make sure that you take the goal that you originally achieved and build upon it? See, this is why I entitled this the originally titled as what is going to be different in your 2021. But then I realized. We can never really experience 2021 or even 2020 until we understand those turn back moments in which we push through those turn back moments when our faith was tested and we had to question is, are they right? See, I opened up with that Steve Harvey clip because I was, I was amazed by the fact that a lot of people in that situation would have given up and probably did give up. And you have to ask yourself, would you have given up? Would you found a way not to make it to what potentially can project your career to another level? See, a lot of times we don't do things or, 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 or even start something or even when we're starting it, we find, again, ways out. Our ways out is we don't have the money. We don't have the time. Those are really the two biggest factors because everything else, in my humble opinion, flows up to the, through it. Because if you don't have the time, normally it's because, you know, you'll say, well, I got the kids or I'm, you know, working on some project or work is in the way. But I guarantee you, if you sat down and said to yourself, you know what, I'm not going to make any excuses of why I can't at least go after what I want out of life. That's why I'm enjoying reading this book about Netflix. Because what I'm understanding is something I always tell you guys about testing in life and running experiments. Because what an experiment will let you know more or less if it, if it's a hit or is not experiment will let you know if this is something that you need to invest more time and money in, or this is something you're going to have to let go. A lot of times we allow what other people say to get in the way of our success. See in that clip, if his friend that also worked there at that insurance company, and I'm talking about the Steve Harvey clip, wasn't there when he went in to talk with his, his, his manager and say, hey, I'm leaving. I'm about to go do comedy here. You know, just give me my resignation. And he told Steve Harvey, 
everything that he wasn't. You're not funny. I never even heard you tell a joke around here. Why would you, you don't care about your family? So you you can imagine because and if you if you don't mind, I like to put on my imagine hat. I can imagine when Steve Harvey said he was homeless for I think he said two or three years, and you can imagine what was going through his mind when he was at those low points. And I can imagine he's probably replaying back what his manager was right. Yep, you know what? He was right. He was right. I'm not going to be anything. I'm not even funny. Look, I'm. if I'm so funny, why am I staying in my car? If I'm so funny, why am I not there yet? If I'm so funny, why does my why is my success not mirrored to his? I'm funnier than him. Why is he ahead of me? Or why is she ahead of me? And those tests alone, I don't care who you are, how much spunk, how much personal development, how much motivation, you do start questioning yourself. You start looking at the two choices of life that every person gets. The opportunity to sit there and and sulk and say it's unfair or to figure a way out. And a lot of times we allow what people say to us to to be a basically like a tape recorder just playing over and over with the same loop. I've done it. I know you've done it. I know when you wanted to achieve something or you're going after something and you made a bold stance and you did it. That you kept hearing when it wasn't going well. That loop. You know, you're not going to make it. Who? Who who does that? You went to school to go get a what? You're about to be an entrepreneur. Really? Spell entrepreneur. So sometimes family, we have to really get in line with our purpose and with our purpose and our dreams. And the only way to do that is to look at it, is to study them every day is to get excited about it every day because that is going to come up against you. There are going to be people that are going to tell you what you are not capable of doing based on what they see where you are now. That's key. Where you are now, people are going to judge you. They're not going to judge you on where they think you can go or the potential you have in you or the growth mindset that's already in you. You just need to activate it. Let me tell you this. Once it was a bunch of frogs decided to go on a running competition. The frog that would reach the top of the tower first would be the winner. A big crowd gathered around to watch the race, cheered on the con- uh, on the contestants. The tower was very high, so almost anyone in the crowd didn't really believe that the frogs could reach the top of it. During the race, you could hear the crowd saying, no way, this is too difficult. No way. This is too difficult. They will not succeed. Not a chance. They must be stupid to believe that they can make it to the top. The frogs could hear the crowd. Finally, one by one, the frogs abandoned the game. Some of them continued to struggle and managed to climb higher and higher. During the race, you could hear the crowd saying, no way. This is too difficult. They will not succeed. Not a chance. They must be stupid to believe that they can make it to the top. The frogs could hear the crowd. Finally, One by one, the frogs abandoned the game and some of them continued to struggle and manage to climb higher. You see, family, 
They asked this one frog, how did you manage to get to the top? And what they didn't, what they failed to realize is the frog couldn't hear. And because he couldn't hear, he didn't have to listen to people's opinion. He didn't have to believe that anything was impossible to achieve because he didn't have to hear the outside noise. He only had to, to dig into the inside noise and the inside noise was telling him it's possible. You got this. Don't give up. Stay committed. Stay determined. And that's what happens a lot of times, family, when you want something so bad, that outside noise is going to come. And depending on how you choose to deal with it is going to determine your fate. If you determine to use it as leverage, as I always talk about the last dance mentality, as Jordan did, you will win as you've seen he won. But if you allow it to get inside you and not to and not to use it appropriately, you will be on an upwell, uphill battle against yourself because of what someone else thinks of you. Not know of you, but thinks of you. And matter of fact, I don't even care if they know you. But you have to believe. You have to keep moving forward. You have to stop waiting until Mondays, until New Year's, until weekends, until to say that this is when I'm going to make the change. Why not start now? Why not start today? I am your humble host, ED. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Again, family. I'm not going to say what you did in 2020. Don't make the same mistakes going into 2021. But what I will say. Stop being so frustrated with life that you don't go after it. Stop allowing what people say to you to influence the purpose that you've been destined and destined to reach. Keep believing. Keep being strong. And remember, as Mr. Fix, as Mr. Fisk told Kobe, never rest in the middle. Always rest at the end. This has been today's show. I am your humble host, E.D. Until next time. <laughs>